Welcome to Season 1 of The Ward Stories, a podcast written for Mary Ward students by Mary Ward students. Our theme for Season 1 is stress. You feel it. I feel it. We all have to deal with it. The question is, how? Mary Ward's very own grade 10 drama students will be answering that question in different ways this season. Our first episode is Mental Notes by Joanna. If you've ever met Joanna, you know that she has an intense obsession with the legendary 80s musician David Byrne. How does Joanna's obsession with music help her deal with stress? Let's hear her story in her own words. Stress is defined as a state of mental or emotional strain or tension resulting from adverse or very demanding circumstances. It is something that everyone deals with. Sometimes it's caused by overwhelming workloads, family issues, or something a little more serious, but just like not everyone has the same problems or reasons to be stressed, not everyone has the same coping mechanisms. So I thought it would be helpful if I shared mine. Especially at this point in time when all I seem to hear about is the stress of our situation. Hello, I'm Joanna and this is Mental Notes, a podcast about stress and how music can help cope with it. summer before grade 9, I started listening to Talking Heads. Before then, I had already cultivated a fascination for all things 80s, and to a lesser degree, I was interested in the 70s as well. I loved this band right away. I was obsessed. Their music really connected with me, and their sound was overall very unique and interesting, especially the vocals that were done by David Byrne, the frontman at the time. I listen to their music all the time, and sometimes exclusively. If I wanted to dance, talking heads. If I wanted to cry, talking heads. If I wanted to relax, talking heads. They were my everything. I know it sounds a little weird to go from talking about stress to talking heads. It's not the smoothest transition, and they seem totally unrelated, but they're not. Not entirely. According to the Canadian Association of Music Therapists, music therapy is a discipline in which credentialed professionals use music and therapy to support development, health, and well-being. Music therapists use music safely and ethically to address human needs within cognitive, communicative, emotional, musical, physical, social, and spiritual domains. Their words, not mine. At first, I was skeptical about music being used in a professional therapy setting. But the more I thought about it, the more it rang true. I mean, think about it. 
When you feel sad, you play music that will cheer you up. There's power in listening to music that makes you forget your troubles, even if it's for a little bit of time. Or maybe you'd rather play something that expresses how you feel and makes you feel more understood than if someone were to simply tell you it's okay. Music goes beyond words. Personally, I can't imagine life without music. I can't stand to listen to the cars outside my window and the kids who think screaming in public is funny for extended periods of time. Even as I wrote the script, I was listening to music. Even as I'm recording this podcast, I'm listening to music. I love music. It's a blanket of sound that you wrap around yourself when all else fails, including blankets. Music does affect us. It's been proven in scientific studies and in day-to-day life. An article titled Why Music Matters by Psychology Today Canada proposes that music has therapeutic values and the right kind of music soothes nerves. Then it goes into detail about how music therapy benefits people who have different mental difficulties. And music therapy has been proven to have very positive effects on its clients as well. According to Positive Psychology, music therapy reduces anxiety and physical effects of stress, it improves healing, it can help manage Parkinson's and Alzheimer's disease, it reduces depression and other symptoms in the elderly, it helps to reduce symptoms of psychological disorders including schizophrenia, and it improves self-expression and communication. While researching for this podcast, I found a music therapist on YouTube. His name is Kalani Das, and his video titled My Work as a Music Therapist provided great insight into how it actually helps people. He said that he likes to focus his sessions on gratitude and what the clients are thankful for. Then he plays songs relating to that theme and has them move to the music. It's pretty simple. The session he describes was specifically for people with traumatic brain injuries, but his description of this session gave a little more context as to how all these benefits are actually possible. There were also a lot of videos from children's hospitals like Colorado Children's Hospital, St. Louis Children's Hospital, and Phoenix Children's Hospital advocating for the positive impact that music therapy has on their patients. And the question still stands, how does Talking Heads connect to music therapy? And, well, there's a very simple answer. David Byrne. Let me elaborate. David Byrne changed the way I hear music and how music affects me. And at a time when I wasn't really coping with stress in a healthy way, Talking Heads was like therapy to me. I'm not saying it was a sufficient replacement because professional help is always the best option, when I felt I couldn't depend on people, I depended on David Byrne's music. And even in real life, in interviews, I knew we were very different people, but the way he talked about himself and carried himself made me feel that I could relate to him.
The more I learned about David Byrne's career, the more fascinated I became. I listened to every album, watched all the interviews and documentaries, I watched every single concert of theirs I could find, and I began to recognize all the weird inflections Byrne used in certain parts of certain songs. I listened to the music every day. I was very far down the rabbit hole. And it just so happened a teacher of mine was as well, or at least had been, down that rabbit hole. It helped let me know I wasn't alone. And yes, I do realize that sounds very cheesy. But he was and is a very supportive person, which is what I really needed. He taught me more about David Byrne, and music as a whole, and even gave me a copy of How Music Works, written by David Byrne, which I highly recommend and actually was the inspiration for this podcast. In the book, he goes more into detail about all aspects of music. History, architecture, technology, performance, business, and how it affects people. There's a little excerpt on page 301 that made me realize how much music actually matters to me. And I think it perfectly encapsulates the way that David Byrne thinks about music as well. Far from being merely entertainment, music, I would argue, is a part of what makes us human. Its practical value is maybe a little harder to pin down, at least in our present way of thinking, than mathematics or medicine, but many would agree that a life without music, for a hearing person, is a life significantly diminished. Chef's kiss. And there are more people who feel this way. An article by Concord Conservatory titled Why Music Matters shared a similar view of fondness for music, and it basically advocates for music being a part of everyone's life. Now let's go back to music therapy. I talked a bit about the benefits of music therapy, but not specifically who it can benefit. You might think it's just for people who have problems with anxiety but there's actually a wide array of people who can benefit from this form of therapy. Just to name a few, it is used for neonatal care, obstetrics, oncology, pain control, for people who have autism and other pervasive development disabilities, developmental disabilities, emotional traumas, hearing impairments, mental health difficulties, and for teens at risk and victims of abuse. As someone who fits into a couple of these terms, I think music has been such a helpful tool for recovering from grave difficulties, especially David Burns. But beyond the music, sometimes even the artists can provide great comfort to their listeners. David Burns' music has been instrumental in my journey of becoming a healthier person, but that can also be accredited to the message he chooses to spread, and some of his other projects as well. For almost a year, I have been following reasons to be cheerful. This is how they describe themselves. We tell stories that reveal that there are, in fact, a surprising number of reasons to feel cheerful. Many of these reasons come in the form of smart, proven, replicable solutions to the world's most pressing problems. We're here to tell you about some of them. Through sharp reporting, our stories balance a sense of healthy optimism with journalistic rigor and find cause for hope. We are part magazine, part therapy session, part blueprint for a better world. 
When I was told about this website, I was very pleasantly surprised. I thought it was so cool that even at his age, he still cares about the future and wants others to as well. It gave me hope, and whenever I stress out about the future, because let's face it, it seems like it holds nothing but tragedy, I visit reasons to be cheerful. And it helps a lot. It makes all the bad things so much less overwhelming, which was its intended purpose. what I really admire about David Byrne. You don't have to like a certain genre of music or belong to a certain demographic to enjoy what he does. He encourages people to do what makes them happy, whether it benefits him or not. And he does the things he does for no other reason than he just wants to. His music always reflected what he was interested in or passionate about at that certain point in time. He is a man that truly loves music, learning about it, listening to it, and creating it. I just think he's so cool and interesting, I could talk about it forever. And I still listen to his music a lot. His most recent musical project is American Utopia on Broadway. haven't personally seen it, but I've only heard good things. And it's another example of a project of his that can be enjoyed without the context of the rest of his career. I don't think a day goes by that I don't hear his voice. I may have a mild obsession. That's for another podcast. And Reasons to be Cheerful has kept me sane, with its updates on how different places in the world have dealt with COVID-19 successfully. And there's one essay written by David Byrne titled, The World is Changing, So Can We, in which he describes the realizations and the questions he's had during this time. It was published on March 28th, but the topics discussed are just as relevant now as they were then. I learned that music therapy was a thing while planning for this podcast. I didn't know that using music to cope went further than listening to music alone in your room. It confirmed my beliefs that music is more than just a mixture of sounds. It expresses more strongly the words ever could. It's probably likely that you have used music therapy in a non-professional setting as well. It's a normal thing for people to rely on music to make them forget their problems or feel better. Music has been such a useful tool for reflecting and coping for me. And perhaps after listening to this podcast, you will realize this for yourself as well. Thank you for listening. I hope you had something positive to take away from this podcast. This has been Mental Notes. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to Season 1, Episode 1 of The Ward Stories. For more information on Joanna's research into music therapy and David Byrne, check out the show notes for this episode. To read about how this podcast was made, check out the Grade 10 Drama Blog at marywardpodcast.blogspot.com. This episode was written, edited, and recorded by Joanna Bauman Enriquez using Audacity. Produced by the Mary Ward Drama Program using Anchor.fm. Cover art for this episode by Joanna Bauman Enriquez. Follow us on Instagram at Mary underscore Ward underscore drama. Thank you.